Hello, this is John Ede, and our podcast theme today is value investing in the Argus high yield portfolio. Today I'll be talking about value versus growth investing. I'll talk about characteristics of high yield stocks. I'll talk about how we build our high yield portfolio. And then I'll give some lists of new stocks in the portfolio. And we'll also talk about the stocks with the 10 highest yields. Okay, let's go ahead and start. The first topic today is value versus growth investing. And value stocks are outperforming growth in 2021 for the first time in the last five years. While a recent rally in growth stocks has narrowed the performance advantage for value in the year to date, an environment of historically low interest rates is one in which many investors are still searching for high levels of income, which often can be found in value stocks. For the past decade, of course, the performance record has favored growth. Since 2010, the Russell 1000 Growth Index has climbed more than 450% compared to an advance of 180% for the Russell 1000 Value Index. In eight of the past 10 years, growth stocks have topped value stocks in terms of performance. That hasn't always been the case. In the previous decade, including the Great Recession, value stocks were better performers than growth stocks. Indeed, value investors trace their roots to the famous security analysis textbook written by Ben Graham, an economics professor at Columbia University. Warren Buffett was one of his students. So why the recent deviation in performance between the two groups? Well, for one thing, the makeup of the economy has changed. When the economy was manufacturing-based, tangible capital, such as factories, locomotives, steel mills, offered a key signal of value. But in a service-based economy, which is what we have today, intangible assets, software code, brands, even supply chains and distribution channels are much more important. These intangible assets tend to be scalable with network effects. For example, Facebook becomes more useful and valuable when more people sign up. When companies like Facebook spend money to build these intangible assets, they're not just incurring expenses. They are also investing in projects that will generate future cash flows as they grow. So near-term profits are understated. Another factor in our view is the current low level of interest rates. Analysts put a value on stocks using discounted cash flow models. These models estimate future cash flows for companies and discount them back to the present at the company's cost of capital in order to estimate current net asset value. If interest rates are low, discount rates will be low and the future profits will be worth more, favoring growth stocks. The tide may be turning. The rollout of COVID-19 vaccines has given a lift to some of the cyclical companies, energy companies and regional banks that have lagged in recent quarters and value stocks have kept up the pace with growth stocks in the past year. Regardless, value is the place to achieve income. The current yield on the iShares Russell 1000 Value Index ETF is 1.6% compared to a 0.5% current yield on the iShares Russell 1000 Growth Index ETF. 
Okay, let's talk about high yield characteristics. When we look for attractive high yield deep value stocks at Argus, we look for low valuations on metrics such as price to earnings, price to sales, price to book, yield, and price to cash flow. We also look for companies with clean balance sheets, high levels of profitability, high quality earnings, and experienced management teams. We seek to avoid companies and industries that are in secular decline or with dividend yields that are so high that the payout is clearly at risk. To us, right now, that level is 8 to 9% for most sectors. That said, many value companies might face a substantial near-term industry problem. For example, consider a retailer fending off Amazon.com or an energy company tied to the uncertain long-term outlook for demand for fossil fuels or a newspaper company in the digital advertising age. Some value companies, such as tobacco companies, may face ongoing legal or regulatory risks. Others may be facing problems such as over-aggressive acquisitions, patent expirations, or recent earnings stumbles. Now we'll talk about how we build our high-yield portfolio. We have designed a portfolio of companies that are buy-rated at Argus Research, have a financial strength rating of at least medium, and have a yield of 3% or higher. We ran this set of criteria on the Argus screening tool and came up with a list of 65 companies. To refine the list, we consulted with our analysts about each company's financial strength, quality of management, and commitment to the dividend during the pandemic. The final portfolio includes 30 stocks and a representation in all 11 sectors. Not surprisingly, the weights of the sectors in the portfolio are different from the current weights in the S&P 500. As an example, the Argus High Yield Portfolio has a 24% weighting in financial services, 14% in energy, and 13% in utilities. These are all overweights compared to the broad market. Underweighted sectors include technology and healthcare. The average yield for the portfolio is 4.6% compared to 1.3% for the S&P 500. The average PE is 14 compared to 21 for the broad market. So there's your deep value and your high yield. Okay, let's talk about some of the stocks that are new to our portfolio with this latest version. From the materials group, we've added Dow Inc. with a yield of 4.5%. International Paper with a yield of 3.5% and Lyondell-based Industries with a yield of 4.5%. In the Communication Services Group, we've added BCE with a 5.5% yield. In Consumer Discretionary, we've added the restaurant company Darden Restaurants with a 3.2% yield. In Consumer Staples, we've added Unilever with a 3.5% yield. In financial, we've added the insurance company, Sun Life Financial, yielding 3.4%. In healthcare, we've added Amgen, yielding 3.1%, and Sanofi, yielding 3.8%. In industrials, we've added 3M Co, a 3% yield. In real estate, we've added Health Peak Properties and Vernado Realty Trusts, Trust, 3.3% and 5% yields. And in the utility sector, we've added Duke Energy Corp, which we recently upgraded, and the yield for the DUK shares 
is 3.7%. Okay, let's go over some of the top yields in the Argus High Yield Portfolio. We have uh, Annalee Capital Management, Inc., a publicly traded real estate investment trust with a yield of 10.4%. We've got AGNC Investment Corp., another REIT, with a yield of 9%. Enbridge is North America's largest energy infrastructure company, and it yields 6.8%. Valero Energy Corp. is the world's largest independent petroleum refiner and marketer. The VLO shares yield 5.9%. And the last highlight of our top yields in the Argus High Yield Portfolio is a utility company, PPL Corp., based in Pennsylvania, yielding 5.7%. So thank you for joining us on our Argus podcast. More information on this topic is available at our website in our theme model portfolio report titled the High Yield Portfolio. Thanks and have a good day.